Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, y'all? This Shaquille Bird, Super Bowl 50 and 55 champ. I want to let y'all know y'all listen to one of the best sports shows out there right now. And thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, A. Jay Johnson and a special guest on this Wednesday show lately. It's just been AJ and myself, but we had to bring this man on to help us digest what we saw last night. He is my best friend in the whole wide world. He is the Mukesiah himself. He is Aaron Mukes. What's up, boys? How's it going, AJ? It's going good. It's going good. Uh, in, in all intents and purposes, honestly, I'm really sad because the NBA season is over. And I'm, you know, that's my, that's my jam. It's my jammy jam, as they say. (laughs) Pour one out for the NBA season, right? Pour one out. Yeah. 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 Proud of how it ended. It was a nice, it was a nice, it was a, it was a fantastic finals. I'm not going to shoot. It was a fantastic finals. It was. I felt like every game, I felt like every game was close, especially that game six, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling? Are you, are you, are you doing okay now that the NBA finals are over? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually better than AJ. Uh, Similar reason, but the end of the basketball season means the start of the football season. So uh, I I am excited for that, but it was a great finals to kind of reiterate what you guys talked about the the Suns and the the Bucks. They, to me, I know they always say people play harder in the playoffs, but I felt like both teams gave everything. I felt both teams were exhausted and they gave everything and, and we couldn't ask for anything better than that. So I'm happy. Good. And you should be, you should be extremely happy because pretty much your entire NBA finals predictions came true. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that. And, and as we, uh, as we progress through the show, but first ladies and gentlemen, want to remind everyone, please follow us on all of our social medias. And actually this isn't my job. AJ, where can they follow us at? <laughs> well, you know, the deal, they can follow us at Twitter at rough cut underscore sports on Facebook at the rough Damn it, you move. <laughs> you put on time when I'm running. Oh, I'm running it. it. Turn that off. Yeah. I, because I was in a zone. I was in a zone, and then he threw me off. <laughs> I'm here mentally like, it doesn't matter. I know these Hold graphics. On. Hold it's on. We got to keep it. We got to keep it. We got to keep it. You're not editing this out. You're not editing this out. That was it. classic. Oh, my it. gosh. To, to, to throw it to, you know how we do on the rough cut. We pull the curtain back. This is a special audio episode for our wonderful audio fans tonight we did an expansion draft watch along which you can go find out at all of the social media platforms i'm about to tell you so i was just reeling off the uh social media platforms because i know them by heart and once i was safe and comfortable knowing Vinny wasn't putting on the graphic he threw it on threw me off and (laughs) the rest is history as they say so yeah that's how that went down it's good though because i 
I threw Aaron off too by soloing him when no one can see the fact that he was solo. <laughs> yeah, earlier. I was like, uh, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Where you can find that wonderful expansion draft and our lovely faces at Twitter at roughcut underscore sports on Facebook at roughcut sports on Instagram at the roughcut sportscast. And of course the push is on head over to YouTube at roughcut sportscast Hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, hit that bell. We are pushing to 200, one step at a time. Because once we get 200, then it's 500, then it's 1K, and then it's 10K, and then it's 100K. We are moving, and we're growing fast at the rough cut. Be with us. Do it. Do it. We're never satisfied. We're never satisfied. We hit a thousand likes on Facebook, which we thank everyone so much for, but we're never satisfied. We want that 200 subscribers on YouTube. So please help us out. And the rough cut sports cast is proud to be a part of the belly up sports network where they have great shows all over there, up and down the lineup. It's stacked over at belly up sports, especially with us being the headline of that beautiful hey. network. And we are sponsored by Yeti. Go check out Yeti uh, for your merch. Uh, great coolers, great cups, great dog things that they have there. Yeti's where it's at, man. Stop, <laughs> stop just it's summertime, guys. It's summertime and stop playing around. Don't bring the don't bring to the beach those styrofoam coolers, okay? Bring the Yeti merch and use the website link on our Facebook page to follow that and help support the show. Because again, that these little things that you do for us go such a long way. Let's get into this NBA Finals talk, boys, though. I need to start off with the MVP himself, Mr. Chick-fil-A, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Po, po, po. So I'm just going to start throwing those in there for, for AJ. Uh, Giannis went off last night. Record after record after record breaking. He, he took over. He took over the playoffs after we thought he wasn't going to be playing at all in the finals. He took over this series. Aaron, what were your uh, what were your takeaways from Giannis's incredible performance? Superman, like all I keep thinking about, and I've said this a couple of times, he is today's Shaq. He's the most dominant player in the NBA, and to me, I, I have him up there. I have him up there. I don't, I'm not going to say he's the best player in the NBA, but right now it's really, really close, and he's right there. What he was able to do, he didn't settle, and and I think this is what people have to understand is everybody talked about him settling for jump shots and not to shoot threes and being afraid to go to the free throw line because he couldn't shoot free throws. He didn't settle. It was game after game. He was attacking the basket. It didn't stop. He had DeAndre Ayton on skates most of the time. He was just bruising Crowder, and it got him into foul trouble, and it caused Phoenix some issues. Without Dario Saric, they were thin on the front line. Kaminsky actually played really well last night uh, for the you know for the amount of minutes that he got, but Giannis was too much. I... I think Giannis has now arrived. And I think people forget that he's 26 years old. Michael Jordan didn't have a title. LeBron James didn't have a title. Will Chamberlain didn't have a title. These guys didn't have titles at the age of 26. Giannis has already had two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, most improved. He is doing something we haven't seen. And I just think, I just think this is the start. I think there's something big in store for him. And I know people talk about all the injuries in this year's playoffs, but you can't discount what he did this year, it was nothing short of amazing. It, it, it really was. And I just, I gotta, I want to ask you this. So let me, let me ask you both this. Who's the more knowledgeable between you two in terms of like the game, the X's and O's of basketball? Who would, who would you say? I don't think there's much of a difference, so to speak. Okay. Like, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I would go with AJ X's and O's. I, I know basketball, but I'm never going to claim to be a guru about basketball. So. 
that, that that's fair. So last night I'm watching and I saw there was one play. I believe it was in the third quarter. Giannis, or maybe it was the fourth. Giannis literally comes down and and, and reaches the three point line. And there is, it, it, he was like parting the Red Sea. There was no one in the paint to, to, to guard him or anything. And he just went right in and did the alley-oop and just went in and done deal. It, it, what, what happened? What, like, I, I'm actually, you, I know what happened. I know which play you're talking about. And I'm actually really glad you brought it up. And I'm not even joking. I thought about you when I watched this play because oh. I was thinking about the wall. And I wanted you to know that is not what it looks like. That is that no, broken no, no, wall no. I talked about. Definitely not a wall. <laughs> that is that broken wall I talked about. The one where you send the orc and they blow the hole up. That's what it was. Because <laughs> the only person there was DeAndre Ayton. And you saw it in Giannis's face. He wanted to set the offense up, but nobody was there. And if you give him that much space one-on-one, I don't care who's there, he's going to attack and he's more than likely going to win. And so he got to the three-point line, saw it was just DeAndre Ayton, made a really good move as well that put Ayton in front of him, that got Ayton the foul. Not only did he finish, he gets the end one as well and heads to the free-throw line and stepped up to the challenge very big on the free-throw line last night too. 17 of 19 after everybody was talking all that crap and counting it down and so on and so forth. It was a great play. It was great basketball IQ by Giannis and just another dominant, dominant performance in that moment. You know, it's um, it's funny you you bring up that play. Sometimes when you're getting beat up so bad in a series and you can't stop a guy, and you're a guy like Devin Booker or Mikael Bridges, and you see Giannis up top, you don't want no part of that. And, and not on purpose. It's not that they're trying to get out of the way, but they just subconsciously leave them, go find whoever they're supposed to be guarding, and, and they'd say, oh, well, that's not my guy. That's DeAndre Ayton's guy in this moment. And then you see Ayton was sagging back, and Giannis just made him pay. And like AJ said, it's just it's extreme basketball IQ and the free throw shooting. Like the big diesel said, make it when it counts. doesn't matter yeah. what percentage you shoot. They, they It's yeah. like the Suns took AJ's uh, idea too literal, where they're like, AJ, you know, you AJ, in like game four and game three, you're like, okay, defend everybody else but Giannis. Let uh, let Giannis get his because he's going to get his. Well, he got his and everyone else also got theirs as well. Drew Holiday stepped yep. up. Chris Middleton stepped up. Aaron, talk, talk to me about the depth of, of, of well, I don't even want to call it the depth. It's the it's their starting five. Every single one of them stepped up. Tell me about Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. It's it's the experience to me. It's Middleton has been grinding since 2013. Second round pick grinding with Giannis eight years in the league, coming from the G League, not being seen as this star guy. Like him and Giannis both have this chip on their shoulder, right? And then you get Drew Holiday, who's coming over to a team that was number one in the Eastern Conference, falling short in the semifinals. And he knows, like, I'm supposed to be the missing piece. So there's a lot of pressure on him. And he didn't shoot the ball well, but guess what? Didn't stop him from shooting. There was a big three late in the, that game where he dribbled up the court and he just stopped and he shot the three and he made it. And it was a big three because I think it put him back up six. And, and he was shooting like four for 16 at the time. So he wasn't shy. He knew his role. And the defense he played on Chris Paul after game one, when they had P.J. Tucker on him, when they switched over to Drew Holiday for the majority of the time, I, I'm telling you right now, Chris Paul is an amazing player. What he was able to do to tire out Chris Paul to make him look like people are questioning whether he was injured or not. He was just physical and he's bigger than him. So he put his body on him. He wore him down 94 feet and his impact. It, it, it was huge, but let's not, I mean, we can talk about the bench. 
Because Bobby Portis, who is beloved in Milwaukee right now, he came huge last night. And I said this all playoffs, role players at home are different. And Bobby Portis was a big part of last night's win, even though Giannis dropped 50. I don't think they win that game without Portis's energy and just the fire that he brought. So, um, you know, shout out to him for that. He was hitting big shots too, man. They, they, They were leaving him open to start and he made him pay. And, you know, hitting threes, hitting pull-up jays in the mid-range, playing great defense, playing aggressive, keeping the energy. Even that tech. I don't even care about the tech he got because the, the crowd got hyped. The crowd loved it, brought the entire team back into the game. Bobby Portis was probably, you know, I know what Drew Holiday means. I know what Chris Middleton means. But Bobby Portis was probably the most secondary important player last night. Agreed. Yeah. And, and you talk, AJ, you talked specifically about the fact that, like, the Suns just – didn't look like the the, look like the moment was too big for the Suns. How much of that was actually though, like that the Bucks defense really just sticking it to the Suns. Like to me, when I was watching last night's game, every chance I saw every, every possession I saw from the Suns, it wasn't easy to get the baskets. Like even the ones that they made, it was just never easy for them. And I, I get it. Everyone praises Chris Paul. Chris Paul's great. Point God. Chris Paul's great. Every time, every game I watched the finals, which I watched three of the six games, to be completely honest, Chris Paul had moments where like he would stumble on the court, lose the possession of the ball, look like he was just doing too much. Was that moment too big for Chris Paul? No, it's not. No, no, no. It's cool. Don't feel offended. Don't feel offended. And and understand coming from a basketball aspect to hear – too big of a moment and Chris Paul in the same sentence. It just hits me a little different. That's all that was, but uh, not for him, but for everybody else, I think so. You know, I talked about the thought process of letting Giannis get his stop. Everybody else. They actually did a pretty decent job of that, (laughs) except the fact that they weren't scoring either. You know, Chris Paul was the only player over 20 points on that Phoenix Suns team last night. That's not going to get it done. You know, we talked about needing, Three guys. They had three guys who were showing up and Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and of course the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you weren't getting Aiton and Devin Booker and Chris Paul to be putting up 20-25 plus and your extra guys to put in 10, nothing was going to come from that. I do think this moment was too big for him. And you asked about last night and it being so difficult to get shots off. I think so much I think more so in the second half. You know, the first half they started a little slow, but they came back. They fought well. They were leading at one point in the second quarter. Uh, they, I think they tied it up before going in half, something like that. It was very close, very close game. And you could see the swings. But when it came to that second half, everybody but Giannis got there in the second half. Giannis got there before he woke up. The determination in Giannis and these Bucks to win it at home, to not go back to Phoenix, was on full display last night. Talk about Giannis and the effort. He left. That is the definition of leaving everything on the court. You talk about the five block shots. I'll bring up the five more that were either contested, changed, or goaltended. I don't care if it was goaltended that got the buckets. The message was there. Every single time you wanted a shot, Giannis was in the face. It was ready to take the ball the other way, and it was huge. When you have Giannis playing like that and you're the rest of the guys not going off, you're not worried. You know you're getting taken to the promised land last night. I don't think I've ever seen so many block shots. I said this to you on our live stream. I don't think I've ever seen so many block shots. Like obviously that it happens, block shots happen, but like so many block shots from just that one player was just incredible. It was beautiful. You know, he gets I was gonna say he get he got a lot of flack all year from people 
talking about the defensive player of the year award he got because he didn't want to lock up KD. And, and I, I, you know, and people don't realize like he is a different player. He is seven feet tall and he's a, he's a, he's a magical help defender. Like be, he's the best yes. help defender in basketball and people don't, mm-hmm. they take that for granted because you can't, you know, square up a guy and go one-on-one with him with a Kyrie Irving. He'll go by you or something like that. And they start talking about, he can't play defense and he's not the defensive player of the year. He is a beautiful help defender and he's one of the best that I've seen in a really, really long time. Yeah. And people take that for granted. And those blocks were just, again, a result of his, his determination. Can I, I can I get about quick. the effort he put out all those blocks, just about all of them were chased down blocks. The, the, the stamina, the hustle, the acceleration, the speed to get back on defense in transition and still be a force at the rim. Like that, that was also impressive to me. Real quick. What's a help defender? What is that? (laughs) It's not your guy. You know, you're not. So, so you think about a Kawhi Leonard, a Paul George, they're what you consider a lockdown defender. They take your best guy. They man up. You remember I talked about mono, mono. That's what I love about the game of basketball. Well, imagine Paul George gets beat and the guy's running to the basket. Well, Giannis is right there. Giannis will step over and slide into the direction so that it makes it tougher for the person who just beat your help defender. It it was on full display, the block that everybody talked about. Devin Booker drives to the hole. He steps up on Booker. So Booker throws the alley-oop to Giannis's guy. And then Giannis turns around and still has the wherewithal to turn around and block DeAndre Ayton at the basket. Like people don't do that. That's not something that happens in basketball, even at the NBA level. Like that's an elite yeah. play by an elite defensive player. And, and I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to go back to what you were saying, AJ and Vinny's question. I don't want to, I don't want to shortchange Devin Booker. I don't want to shortchange a Jay Crowder. I don't want to shortchange a Chris Paul for saying that the moment was too big for them. I do think the moment got the best of DeAndre Ayton in this series when he was struggling to guard Giannis without fouling. He was getting frustrated by it. I, you know what I think really got to Phoenix? Number one, I think they were dog tired. And I think Milwaukee was dog tired too. But I think the yeah. will of Milwaukee was just too much. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I know people might not like this. <laughs> when the Phoenix Suns won the Western Conference, they threw a damn parade. And Milwaukee... They didn't do anything. They just they just were ready to go to the finals. Like, they had a different mentality. And I'm not saying that these guys aren't professional athletes. But when you have a parade in your city, and then you go up 2-0, and they were feeling all good. If you look at those press conferences, they were laughing. They were che- Everything was all hunky-dory in, in Phoenix. And then Milwaukee wins game three by a hefty margin. Yeah. And then Milwaukee ties it up 2-2, you know, at the end of that game. And then you just see Phoenix's demeanor throughout those press conferences, the way they were talking, it changed. And they weren't saying the same things. They weren't as confident in what they were saying. Um, they were questioning certain things. Oh, I don't remember the game. You brought up that clip a couple oh, of times. Yeah, wait a second. Wait a second. They, they were saying the same things over and over again. And that same thing was the fact that the game was too fast for him. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker kept saying, we got to go back and check the tape. Right, right. But I mean, the same things they were saying in game one and two, like yeah, they, right. when they were winning. So it started to shift. And I kept telling people this. This doesn't sit well with me. Like, I, I felt like Phoenix gave everything early to get up 2-0, to try to go 3-0. I know they wanted that 3-0 bad, but when they didn't win that game, I felt like everything changed. And I think the, the, the playoffs caught up to them. Not many of those guys have played that long in the playoffs. And Milwaukee had just had more experience from guys like Brooke Lopez and, you know, P.J. Tucker 
What him and Drew, they, those guys, they have more of those guys. PJ Tucker didn't score a point in three games in the finals. Yeah. But guess what? He was physical. He made you work and he gassed out Devin Booker because that last game, Devin Booker did not look like he had it anymore. And I'm not going to say he's not a great player, but he looked like he yeah. was just was out of it. He didn't look like the same player. It's the same thought process of what, what a superstar has to do to not get eliminated in game five. Devin Booker had back-to-back 40-point games. Right. Now he's tired. I mean, he fought, you know, eight for 22 just to put up 19 points. You know, he fought to do that. He tried to give everything he could, but yeah, dog tired. You're absolutely right. And and I know you weren't, I know, like I said, you weren't shortchanging him. You weren't going for him. The moment was not too big for Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Everybody else? Absolutely. I yeah. I think DeAndre Ayton was fine until the last two or three games. Mikhail Bridges tried his heart out, but like just wasn't there. I don't think they got Cam Johnson in effect as much as they should have. Torrey Craig didn't look the same. A lot of people said Chris Paul didn't look the same. And I don't know how I feel about that because he did enough. You can't tell me that, you know, his 26 last night would have turned into 35 if he had never gotten injured. I don't believe that. I think Chris Paul was I as get, good as you're going to be. I get Drew Holiday more credit than I would take away from Chris Paul. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and, and I just think back to these finals and all the plays that we're really going to remember. Giannis has his fingerprints all over this final series from the, from game one, not knowing if he was going to play to back-to-back 40 point games in game two and three to the highlight block at the end of the game, game four to the highlight alley-oop in game five and to the 50 point 14 rebound five block game in game in game six to win it at home. I'm incredibly happy for Giannis. I'm sad Chris Paul didn't get his ring, but I'm incredibly happy for Giannis. And this is a big, big win for the NBA. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well done. Well done, gentlemen. That was it. That does it, though. I mean, we're close to 20 minutes, like we said, but close. (laughs) Close. There you go. Uh, But the NBA season's over. We now get into the offseason talk. We're going to be all over every move, every draft pick, every trade, every free agent signing during the NBA offseason. You're not going to want to miss a single second here at the Rough Cut Sportscast. AJ, hit him one more time with the socials before we start plugging everything else. All right. Let's see if I can get through it this time. <laughs> Hit us up on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports, on Twitter at Rough Cut underscore sports, on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast, and head over to YouTube at Rough Cut Sportscast. Please, please, please hit that subscribe. Then hit that bell. Then tell everybody. Who? One more Ooh. time for the people in the back. Everybody. Yeah, episode 100 is tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. live Eastern time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and the Twitter sphere. You do not want to miss the live spectacular that is going to be episode 100. Tune in. We are going to take a look back in time at the 10 best rough cut moments. And, and we're going to talk about the new ones that are about to be made like Friday at 830. We will be doing Jeopardy. Guys, this is the time to be a part of the Rough Cut Sports cast. Hop on the train. We're moving fast and we're taking over. Boys, any last words? AJ. Appreciate y'all rocking with the Rough Cut as always. RCOD, much love, much appreciation. We on the way. We are on the way. Aaron? A hundred after tomorrow. A hundred down. 
I don't even have the number because many, many, Infinity many go. more to go. Keep rocking with us. We appreciate all the fans listening. And always leave, leave, leave a review. For those listeners, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Tell us what you want to see. Uh, and as always, RCOD, baby. Yeah. And that, that the review thing's huge here, guys, because this is, again, this is an audio episode only. Just for you beautiful people that tune in every week listening to our audio platforms on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are there. And you guys are tuning in. So drop those reviews. Let us know what you think. Maybe you want us to do more of these audio-only episodes. Who knows? Let us know. And we will make your dreams come true because that's what we do here at the rough cut sports cast tomorrow again episode 100 tune in for aj johnson for aaron mukes i am me and we'll see you tomorrow thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.